hey i had a really great time i would love to do that again so give me a call back um you never did call me to let me know you got in safely so i was just checking on you all right call me back Okay, I'm very confused. We went out, we had a good time, at least I thought we had a good time, and now you dodging me, you're not answering my calls. That's real crazy to me. Call me back. Call me back. Call me back. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Date podcast. This is the healthy dating preservation podcast for millennials and anybody else who might need it. We're your hosts, <laughs> Imani. And Candace. And I made it through again. A little pause, but I did make it through the intro. So give it up for me, everybody. Woo. And I remembered what my name was. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back. Uh, we took an unnecessarily long break. We didn't even intend to do that. <laughs> but Homecoming, but here we are. Bro, just give it to us. And please. we literally, I'm honestly still collecting my life. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I am extremely tired. Like, Picking I don't up the think pieces. That, not going to homecoming next year. Like I feel like I need like time in between to regroup. I had a great time. I made it to stuff. I did. Yes, I was there. Uh, I made it to everything I planned. Yeah. Well, that's not true. I was supposed to go to Go Room on Saturday and <laughs> didn't make it to that. <laughs> but I made it to everything else. We both made it out Friday. We did. I made it through the entire tailgate, which was not a thing last year. Um and I made it to the after, which you did not. <laughs> to the after What was party the after party? Oh. The kickback. Okay, no, I did not make it to that. That was also a plan. And <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> I didn't have, but honestly, I'm glad we didn't record because I didn't have a voice for like yeah. four days. Actually, I didn't have a voice for like a week. I don't think my, either my voice is not all the way back or my body has just like went through another stage of puberty <laughs> and my voice is deeper. <laughs> Girl, I don't know, but I'm still, I'm still here. I am yet alive and well. Yes. Um, I was uh-huh. gonna put a year between homecomings because the next homecoming after that is our 10 year Delta anniversary, and I already know that I'm gonna be down to the ground that year. <laughs> but I also heard that 2020 is supposed to be well. It's being petitioned that 2020 be um, AUC homecoming again because. Oh, I'm not going. I'm tired already. Oh. Nope. <laughs> I'm like, nope. if it's AUC homecoming, I might have to pull up. If it's AUC homecoming, I know for a fact I'm not going. It is so much work during the AUC. For one, trying to figure out a party to go to. I think the only thing that helps is like that Oak is like a thing now and like Lyric is from Morehouse and Corey and Ant are from CAU. But like, that's, I feel like that's still going to be splitting hairs party wise tailgate i only end up seeing like 20 people it's here like when it be the two because it's like i'm mm-hmm. walking to house to meet my friend and i get to more house and they're drunk so they're already back in quacky land and they forgot to tell me <laughs> so i end up like seeing other people and i stay over at more house too long then by the time i get back to quacky it's Atlanta, dark outside have went back to- <laughs> that's what oh happened to me the God. last time i'm coming I mean, the AZ last homecoming. homecoming i was literally like on campus stranded because my battery died like some of my friends had went to Clark Atlanta and we rode together. I happened to find them after I used somebody's phone to call me an Uber and they were standing on the corner waiting on the oh Uber. Oh gosh. I just don't want that life for myself. Well, I don't know. I might find myself there again next year. I might not. 
I might save myself for our 10 year because we have things planned. Do you hear me? Things yes. are planned already in the works. It's going to be lit. So, um, yeah, I need to be say I'm probably not going to go because <laughs> next year, you are really complacent. I am. I probably really ain't gonna go though, because next year is like right before me and like all of my friends start turning thirty, hey! and that's gonna be the month my best friend is turning thirty. So I probably ain't gonna yeah, my go. best friend turns thirty in September of next year. So that's another reason I may not go because she wants to go out of the country. So we're gonna see each other. Yeah, my best friend does too. I just feel like I need to hit like the lotto before next Honey, year. Honey, please, please, somebody get me. Speak it up. Imani about to turn up soon. For my 30th birthday. She's about birthday. to leave her twin. I am. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm about to be 30. That is so crazy. Yeah. I was just telling my mama like how at, like, 20, you wouldn't have been able to make me believe that I wasn't going to be married with, like, one child by 30. Now, right. don't ask child. me about <laughs> marriage. Do not ask me about kids. I'm very glad that I have neither right now. Um, not at like where I am right now. Maybe if I was in a different space when I was younger, I wouldn't feel this way. But I think I yeah am really enjoying life. Like I'm having a great time. Um, I mean, obviously life ain't amazing all the time, but I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm lacking anything in either of those areas. I don't feel like I need a child or that time is running out. I don't feel like, oh my God, am I ever going to get married? I have asked myself, do I think I'll ever get married? But not in a like, oh my God, what if I never get married kind of way. Just kind of like, do I really even want to get married to one of these people? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, you just never know. And I just appreciate where life has taken me. And I'm going to save all of my reflection for a show that is closer to my 30th birthday. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, the thought of like having to keep somebody else alive is like, Girl, a whole like you have to keep them breathing, and like you have to make sure like you don't like let their head fall back when they're new because it's heavy and their neck ain't worth nothing. Like, and you can lit you literally have to carry them until they learn how to walk. And some babies like they feel like a sack of potatoes. So I just I the thought. And I was sitting here, I was like, you know, I got a house now, though, so if, Lord, please do it without me. Like, you can skip over it, <laughs> But, um, <laughs> um, I was like, you know, like, it wouldn't be as bad, because at least I already have a home, and, like, I'm used to paying, you know, my bills, but I'm used to paying my bills. I'm not used to having to pay for, like, I can starve if I need to. If I'm broke and I got to make a 20 stretch, I do what I got to do. If I had a kid, yeah, like, you I can't do that. <laughs> like, ain't no way I'm splitting twenty between me and this baby <laughs> because I'm gonna end up buying a pizza from Pizza Hut. It's seven ninety nine, and I'm gonna find a way to make that into baby food, and we just gonna split slices. <laughs> this is exactly why you do not need a child right now. <laughs> Same. Uh, me and this dog, <laughs> we are getting along just fine. We're gonna be all right. Um, and when I have kids, somebody else just, somebody looked at me and predicted, they were like, you give me like 34, 35 having your first kid. And I oh, was like, child. I would not be mad at that. That's five years from now. That's great. Yeah. If, 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 if I'm at 34 and it ain't a baby that came out. 
I don't mind. And maybe I feel all. different at 30. Like, it's, I used to say, if I didn't, when I was young, I always said, if I didn't have a baby by 25, I wasn't having kids. And now I'm like, Jesus. That's so Christ. young. I was so <laughs> poor. Okay. <laughs> Bro. I'm so glad I did not have a child. But like now, I'm just, I, I'm not signing up for that. Listen, <clears throat> if a baby ain't came out of me by 33, I, mm, it, it's going to be quiet out here unless I got a man. If I have a man at 33, I'll still be considering it. If I don't have a man at 33 and I ain't had no kids. This I'm is just, assuming that I'm married. This is not just like girl, 35 and I'm, I'm about just to for out real. here in the world about to have a baby. No, 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 no. If I am I married I by be- 35, I will exactly. absolutely still consider having a child at 35. I think for me, like thinking about life and what it's doing right now and where I believe I'm headed, 35 would be great for me to have a kid. Like, I think I would be happy to be pregnant around that time like now if i got pregnant i would be devastated i would be like what is life i don't know what to do <laughs> this is horrible i would eventually have to Girl. find some excitement for it but this is just not the time for that right now but 35 i've been thinking be about that too i'm like if, if a baby sneak up on me first of all nobody's gonna know because i have a girdle <laughs> not a girdle but i got a little waist trainer <laughs> i'm gonna be wearing that i'm gonna wear a shaper Child. And I, I'm gonna mind my business until it's time for me to not mind my business no more. But other than that, I just, you know. If I had a baby right now, everyone would have to be like, who is the father, including myself? Because where did this child come from? <laughs> like, what? Also, I already told y'all, if I ever turn just turn up somewhere pregnant, you know that I had a good time. Just know that. Know that. <laughs> that I was out here being reckless and having the time of my life getting pregnant <laughs> it was not quote unquote an accident i knew exactly what i was doing <laughs> you know i can't say that there might have been a little bit of liquid courage if i miss around to get pregnant know that there was a bottle <laughs> speaking of liquid courage and irresponsible decisions the topic of this show is college <laughs> romance Woo! wait before we get into it i gotta do my oh yeah of course line. i was just introducing it because that was a good segue Okay, you know, so I I would like to say whoever wrote this, like, I'm starting to think you're kind of a racist just by <laughs> pickup lines. I Googled, like, black pickup lines. I really was trying to find a pickup line by John Witherspoon because I really just wanted uh, to recognize yeah. him. Like, he was just such, like, a part of the culture. So, God rest his soul. I was trying to find something... Then I realized he never really like was hitting on women like that. <laughs> so well, at least not. he was always like, I mean, there's that that part when he was rejecting Miss uh, Pearly. I'm weak, but so <laughs> okay. So, anyways, I found this pickup line. <laughs> okay, this ain't the what I was gonna do, but this one is funny. It's that I don't care that you used to be fat. <laughs> Oh God! Just come here and let me eat that cat. <laughs> I did not know for this. Candace, <laughs> the fact that you are this weak—why <laughs> didn't you know that was the punchline? <laughs> for some reason, I thought I was gonna say, "Give me that cat." I didn't know I was gonna say, "Let me eat that." Cat. I'll have to put an explicit so, uh, 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 adult warning on this. So adult content warning. Inappropriate. Okay, I got one. No, more. it's fine. You've done enough. I, I wish I was 50 cents so I could take you to the candy shop. 
Wait, but the candy shop was supposed to be something it's nasty too, was it? Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pick a line of the week. <laughs> <laughs> One was like, uh, how do I really have a chance with you or should I move on and start talking to your fat friend? Like, that's what I'm saying. What I'm happened with that one about that this time? Like, <laughs> fat and hungry. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Well, we here again. And we're going to talk about college romance in the spirit of homecoming. Because, you know, I feel like homecoming on social media is around the time where you see a bunch of, like, cute, super cute college couples. I feel like homecoming and, like, graduation is when you see a bunch mm-hmm. of college couples like we met on the yard and it'd be like the captain of the majorettes and the band whatever the captain of them is called and then like <laughs> or the football player and the cheerleader or you know b school majors they in their suits and stuff like it just it's so <laughs> cute first of all don't do y'all do be in like suits. ain't nobody ain't nobody <laughs> taking no pictures in no suits y'all do <laughs> no stop playing <laughs> Them engagement suits, they do be. I mean, them engagement shoes. They don't be no. You ain't never. I seen, seen no. They be having pictures when they be in suits. Yes, I have. Don't make me go find one. You know I will. I did not make that up. You, but you've never seen it as like a couple. Yes, I have. Homecoming in our suits. Okay, maybe not at homecoming. This how we met. This how we met in first year seminar. But they do be standing on the front, like the steps of Carla Mary, where like, oh, we in love. You know, it's cute. Oh, I'm about to roast everybody who do it. I ain't never seen too. nobody on the steps of college very well. But that being, you know where they be at in the little, whatever, the, the sacred grass and stuff, they be over there. They do go get in the sacred get, uh, grass. So, right. A lot of people got married this year that made See, and when they do their engagement shoots, they put on their nail, yeah. And they talk about right, their, their t-shirts. And they put on their suits for B-School school. with their briefcases <laughs> and their graduation caps. I saw it. I'm not making this up. Um, but yeah, so um, okay, so first question. Did you go to college and expect to fall in love? I definitely Yes, did. why do you think that but is? I think that was like a I think it was like a southern thing. Like I grew up thinking like you go to college, you meet your your husband, you get married, you have babies, you live I literally after. said those exact words to my mother. Uh, uh, yesterday matter of fact I said I just thought that was the order of things like you go you graduate from high school you go to college you meet your significant other y'all get married you build a life after college like that's what you're supposed to do and maybe it is southern I don't know but that's literally exactly what my parents did so I guess that yeah that's what I thought was gonna happen and then like I was like dang maybe I shouldn't have went to ACU (laughs) cause my friends went to D. Like they went to the D one schools, like it happened for them. Yeah, like, they were trauma bonding though, because they were the to... only six black people on campus. So they was like, <laughs> "We are traumatized by the racism on this campus. Let's follow no, them." No, because they were I'm just like, kidding. they like went and like fell for like the football player, the basketball player, the one black they, one. You know, rode it out with them. First, I am from Arkansas. <laughs> it is plenty of black I'm just people kidding. on the Razorbacks team, <laughs> and you from Kentucky. What are you, talking girl? About? I would have, you know what? I I was determined not to go like, to school in Kentucky. Me too about Arkansas, but I feel like if I would have went to a D one school, I might have had different look because it may have been a situation like that, like where I was, like we was the token black ones in the classroom, trauma bonding, in a meeting, or I just ended up meeting like a dumb athlete and I was his tutor, and then like we fall in love. 
And so for I thought that that's what because I mean in high school that's what it was like. I I played sports, so I always dated athletes. So I was just like, oh. But then I got to Clark Atlanta, and I was like, girl, I'm not going to practice. Like what? <laughs> I'm about to go to this. I'm about to go to this block party. <laughs> I'm about to go to the student center. I don't want nothing tying me down to no sports. And I was never attracted to anybody that plays. I talked to one person that played basketball at Clark. Atlanta. I was very attracted to somebody that, who played a sport at one point, but that was dead. We should. I shouldn't have went to HBCU because sports wasn't the big thing. So. I don't. Well, I should have. I love my school. Sorry. I was but about I to say. I think that's why the my blasphemy luck, that is happening right now. I think my right luck is show. different. <laughs> I think that my luck is different than what I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> Sometimes I do feel like part of that is because I went to HCCU with a bunch of Negroes. Don't well, lie to I, I, women. I mean, my parents met at FAMU. They got oh, married. They, you know, it, and honestly, they did. The story, my college romance did kind of play out the way that theirs did, except the fact that we mm-hmm. broke up. But <laughs> my mom and dad met while I think both of them were in other relationships still. Um, okay. And they just kind of like were introduced to each other. But I think my mom said she told someone that my dad was her husband. Mind you, her uh, boyfriend at the time was completely <laughs> trash. Not boyfriend at the time where you telling somebody that somebody else girl he was horrible so <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly mama if you listen to the show please correct me and I will put a um I'll do an update but um anyway she told somebody that my dad was her husband and like you know in her mind that was her man and that's literally mm-hmm. what happened to me like I met this young man he already had a girlfriend I didn't talk I didn't say anything to him I mean we were cool but I didn't. I never told him like I like you or whatever. And I never. I don't think I told anyone that I liked him for real. Besides maybe Asha, I don't think I told anyone that I liked him until after he was single because I don't play them games. So, mm-hmm. you know, we ended up getting together. It was awesome. I think college really like heightened the romance part because. One, everybody was broke. Like, we just hung out all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had so right. much time to, like, spend time together and fall in love because all we did was hang out because we didn't have nothing else to do. We was broke. Yep. So, did you do a lot of dating in college at all? Um, yeah, but... <clears throat> so, my... <laughs> excuse me, yeah. My situation is a little different. I think because, like, I got to school. For one, I got to school still hung up on somebody from back Girl. home. So that Same. took, like, uh, like, at least my freshman year. Or at least, like, the first three quarters of freshman year, for sure. Um, but then I ended up meeting this guy from Morehouse. And he really liked me. So, like, we would go out on dates. One day I'll share some of those dates because disaster. <laughs> but we would go out on dates and stuff and hang out and... Um, but honestly, like the there were people I were I was dealing with in college, and then there were people I was dating. People I was dating, like a lot of them didn't go to our school, mm-hmm. and I think that's just because I used to be out in the city in Atlanta too. Like, so I wasn't like just completely engaged in school activities. Like freshman sophomore year, maybe, but once I got my fake ID, okay, ma'am, I was meeting everybody <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I got a fake ID uh, second, um, when I, my sophomore year. I was 21 from then on, so I didn't have to keep going to college. Oh, my stuff, gosh. So. I cannot. Mine was a little different. But I did have 
some some college flings or whatever. <clears throat> like I said, the basketball player um, that I dated, like that was like a really like off and on thing. But it was similar though, because it was like we didn't have net, you know, like we just hung out all the time. Like he'd come by my room or like I go hang out in his between classes until like he um he just wasn't really good at math and he irritated me so I didn't want to talk to him no more. And I thought he was stupid. Child. Literally stupid. <laughs> like <laughs> I feel bad, you know. Luckily I don't think he listens to the show, but like he became unattractive because I was like, this man is stupid. Like I need I can't do this. And that day he was stupid and he had a booger in his nose. So I was pissed. I was okay. Done. What? <laughs> well I did Actually, I don't feel like I did a lot of dating in college. I know I wanted to. Like, I wanted to be bouncing around. Like, I, that's what I wanted to do. Like, I felt like, I, told, I think I've said this on the show before, but I felt like growing up, I was placed in this box of you're going to be a great future wife. And I was like, I don't want to marry any of you people. Like, stop saying that. Like, I don't want to be treated <laughs> like your wife. I just want to date. Like. And nobody wanted to just date me. They wanted to, like, put me on ice so they could marry me later on in life. So in college, <laughs> I was like, don't nobody know me here. You know, I'm not going to do anything too crazy. Like, nothing that, I, that I'm uncomfortable with. But I ain't, none of these people know me as wifey material. I'm about to go not be wifey material. And sure enough. You got to categorize as wifey material. Girl. And, well, not even. It just was not, like... I realized more in college that a different dating pool of men was not going to make me enjoy <laughs> this anymore. <laughs> like, it, I did not like it. It just wasn't that fun <clears throat> because the people were not that fun. Like, yeah, I was dating. I, I think my freshman year, I did come to school, hung up on somebody from home, and that was a bust. Um so then my sophomore year, oh, then I, I dated someone my freshman year he, who lived in Alabama. Um, that was cute, but it didn't work out. And it, you know, that was whatever. Then mm-hmm. I dated somebody from Morehouse right after that. <sighs> Horrible person. And I hope he does listen to this show. He's a terrible person. Um, he had, oh, he had a girlfriend the entire time we were dating. <clears throat> trash they usually and um that's how i and i mind you i found out because something happened between us that was like horrible and i guess he didn't want me to tell anybody so he just started telling he just came out to his girlfriend that he had been cheating on her and so everybody was mad at me before i could tell what he did to me wow so that was terrible and then um after that i had like a fling with somebody that was supposed to be just my friend that was horrible (laughs) (laughs) then i dated somebody else who was older and like that was actually kind of fun like he's a party promoter he used to scoot me from campus and all these different cars and like we would go do stuff but then he called me broke and wrote on my facebook wall because i didn't want to come do my laundry at his house one time (laughs) I had that story. <laughs> he was like, you a broke college student. You ain't even got no car, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, wow, you are very pressed. Um, this guy definitely called me a broke AB and was like, that's why you working two jobs. I was like, I didn't know that was an insult. Girl. And, um, he, and then after he cursed me out, he texted me again <laughs> and was like, grab your books. You're staying at the penthouse tonight. Boy. Okay? 
I did date a lot of very <laughs> again, I didn't date a lot of college people. So in college though, I did date a lot of like wealthy older guys. Like not like sugar daddy older. <laughs> I wouldn't even say wealthy, but they <laughs> had money. Like I remember it was this one guy I didn't date him, but I did go on a date with him. His name was Mouthful of Gold. Well, that wasn't his name, but that's why I called You know him. what? I met him on Parsons. <laughs> He wanted to take me to lunch. And I was like, I got to go to work. So he ended up pulling out this wad of cash and was like, use this to go to lunch. I was like, I'm putting Wow. And you tank. didn't tell me about this? I could have been. Well, and then, but this is how basic I am. I think I did tell you this. Um, or I told somebody and they laughed for a very long time at me. <laughs> so it's kind of embarrassing. But so, of course, this is like, maybe this is my junior year, but. Like, junior year is I was broke, 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 broke. Oh, broke, I do remember this story. I know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he asked me, um, can he take me out another day? And I was like, okay, fine. So he he said, let's meet at, um, what is that What is that place called? Something Station. Atlantic Station. He asked, can we meet there? And I had only been out there a couple times. I knew Copeland was out there, but I didn't really want Copeland. But what was out there that I did want, <laughs> he said I can pick anywhere out there there's STK out there all this stuff I was like California pizza get you I remember this because I was like there's a man with money trying to take you out and you want to go eat pizza and I didn't even order pizza I wanted the southwestern rolls but they were $10 and that was so expensive for me <laughs> <laughs> you know we was broke okay so my last question before I like get into a couple of little pieces of articles that I found is like when you if you experience love in college there's I guess it's a two part question if you experienced romance and love in college at any point how did that compare to what you had already believed cuz you probably had fallen in love before you got to college too, or what you believed was love. Mm-hmm. Like what was different? What was the same? Like how did that differ from before college and during college? Um, I would say the biggest difference for me, I think when I was younger, like I thought I was in love, but I always kind of knew like one day I'm going to go off to school and we're not going to be together. Um, and I like the like the older I got, I guess it just wasn't as realistic to me like that that would be somebody I'd be spending the rest of my life with. Mm-hmm. But when I was in college and I fell in love, I was like, wow, like this could like really happen. Like we mm-hmm. in for the you know the long haul like that. And that I, that was me falling in love in college was the first time I ever thought considered somebody to like have potential to be my husband. That was the first time I ever had a thought about somebody being my husband even like the guy I had been hung up on for years I never was like that's gonna be my husband one day but I had like that trust in this guy when I was in college and I felt like we were both kind of vested and like I guess because I was like you know I'm in a new space I don't live with my parents I have my own independence my own space here like if I decide to take a job after college here like this is going to be my new life and so it felt like real to try to build something so I'd say that was the biggest difference for me um I think same like again I wasn't really trying to be nobody's wife at first like not that I wasn't trying to but that wasn't my that wasn't what I was dating for per se I did want to get married eventually and I figured I was going to find my husband in college but 
at first I was like dating a bunch of men that I knew were not going to be my husband because mm-hmm. I wasn't on that yet. Like I was like, I just want to do a lot of dating because I didn't do a whole lot of dating in high school. Um, and so when I met the person that I felt like ended up falling in love with, I thought very early on too, like not even on no like, oh, in the first year I started considering marriage. Like I was like, before he even asked me officially to be his girlfriend, I was like, I told y'all this is my husband. Like, I'm not even joking. <laughs> and people, you know, people believed us. We were really going to get married. Um, and I think, again, the romance portion of it was so much more intense mm-hmm. because it did feel like all we had was each other because we didn't have nothing else. <laughs> right. We didn't have any money. We didn't own anything. We had school, we had work, and we had each other to be fun, like to have fun with and to keep each other company and to lean on when things got depressing and mm-hmm. when our families were getting on our nerves because both of us were away from home or when we missed people, like we had each other. Um, we both had our friends and stuff too, but it was like, you know, I think falling in love in college, the atmosphere was just so conducive to complete like building of this great trust system and like really getting to know one another and we had a lot of fun like that's I will say that's the first time I ever felt like my boyfriend was my best friend in the world like I mm-hmm. I think college was the time where I really got to feel like what it felt like to be in love with your best friend like I would tell anybody that that was my best friend or whatever so but that heartbreak Yes, was a little different also too, and as well now, and it happened after college, but I think the the heartbreak of first of all, the plan of going to college, meeting somebody, falling in love, getting married, and continuing life that wasn't happening, so that was a devastation, and then two, my very best friend in the whole world that I had spent the last like you know however many years building that friendship with was not going to be my person anymore, that was sucked like that sucked, and then you know, not seeing the person that you saw every day for the past whatever years ever mm-hmm. again was, I mean, that was a blow to the chest. So that heartbreak felt a lot different because in high school, I feel like experiencing heartbreak was just like, oh my God, he doesn't like me anymore. Or he was talking to this other girl and I'm really sad. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't think I really experienced genuine this is the end of the world heartbreak until college yeah (laughs) I agree and and mine like similar but different just because like mine wasn't with somebody who I was in school with but it happened while I was in school so I feel like he saw me like in my most vulnerable state like I you know like before college, I never had to be this independent before. I never had to deal with some of the things or see some of the things or mm-hmm. have some of the financial struggles that I hit, did while I was in school. So it was like he got to see me like raw. Like, yes, there's nothing exactly. I can do about this, you know? And I think that made our connection a lot stronger. Um, and I think like a lot of what hurt really bad when it was over is like, but this was college and like this location was temporary. Because when I graduated, I took a job in a different state. Mm -hmm. So when we broke up, a part of the pain is, like, I could literally not see him ever again. Right. Right. Exactly. Back home, it's, like, eventually, like, my family know this person. Like, my friends. We eventually going to cross paths whether we want to or not. With this, I was, like, I could literally never see him again. 
And so it was like letting, like it was a lot to let go because I wasn't just let letting go of the relationship. I was literally letting go of him. Like I think that that's probably like the unfortunate part that we didn't go to school together because we didn't have any mutual friends. And it was like, I mean, Atlanta's small, but it's big in certain ways. Like if you don't run in the same circles, you just don't. You could literally be in that city and never see somebody again. Mm-hmm. And so like that was really hard for me, um, for sure. So. I don't know, but the, I definitely, like, that was, like, a fallout, pass out, like, it's very painful. I actually think, like, I want to say, like, our breakups didn't happen very far away from each other. No, they Because I remember us talking about it mm-hmm. when they happened, but. Yep. Yeah. I just knew that, I mean, I knew it technically wasn't the end of the world that life would go on. Yeah. I think that's also what because I don't I don't think I have the ability to feel like something is the end of the world I right. always am thinking tomorrow I'm gonna wake up like life is going to happen some more like I have mm-hmm. to figure out how to continue living life because it's gonna keep moving but that also was what made me really really sad is because it's not the end of the world right tomorrow I'm gonna have to wake up Pick and up. do life without mm-hmm. this person for exactly. the rest of my life like yes. I'm never going to be with this person ever again and I did know that for a fact we're never getting back together like I was very devastated by the thought that life was going to go on and you know I was gonna find somebody else he was gonna find somebody else. well mm-hmm. let me yeah. he had <laughs> He had found somebody else. <laughs> and just life was just happening. And I was like, I did not sign off on this. Like, right. Like, nobody asked me if this, this is not the plan. I wanted. Right. And so I was just really upset about that. And that heartbreak hit different in, yes, in college. So I found a couple of articles. I'm not, I found a lot of articles actually, and I'm not going to read them all because it's a lot. But um, this one was pretty good. It's on. Uh, jgrinjosh.com um i don't know but it says nine things you need to know about college romance the first one is that if you and your high school sweetheart end up going to the same college expect some changes um you know things transform people find themselves in college people you know find out what they like what they don't like you're really Mm -hmm. developing into an adult in college and you find out you you feel like, oh, my God, this person is changing and you don't change at the same rate sometimes. And from mm-hmm. high school to college, to me, is a very drastic change. That was not like no little small, oh, I'm still the same person. I feel like I'm a completely different person in high in, from, since college. Yeah. Like between college and high school, like completely different person. Um, and so, you know, being in a relationship through that can be really difficult. Two, don't rush so much to get into a relationship that you forget to enjoy the sweet changes that college college life brings. I think that's great advice because, again, college, there's so much that happens in college. So much fun that happens. So many. So much fun to be had. I'm so glad I wasn't in a relationship since senior year. And and I'm so glad that my college relationship, like the one that lasted the longest, wasn't super. Oh, I lost you. My bad. I didn't mean to interrupt you. What'd you say? No, I was, I said senior year. Then I was like, oh, junior year. You could. Keep going. I was just oh. remembering what year I was actually. I thought I had like I thought the phone had cut out and I was like talking over you. Um, but I was saying I was I'm glad that that relationship wasn't super drama filled. Like yeah. I was able to have a lot of fun and be in love, and I really appreciated that because high school was not that was not the case. <laughs> um, three, 
if you if and when you do get into a relationship remember to not get so focused on that one aspect of your life that you ignore every other thing that's real Mm -hmm. because some people do not know how to separate or balance like balance being in love and building a relationship with building a future and sometimes Mm -hmm. you think that building a once you fall in love you think building a future only is with them and that's not true like you still want to have an identity outside of your relationship like you do want to not to say that you have to build a life that's completely independent of them. They can intertwine. But just because you fall, fell in love doesn't mean your entire future needs to revolve around your relationship. You need to have a career. You need to have some goals. You need to have whatever else going on that doesn't include or doesn't isn't hinged upon what your relationship is doing at any given point in time. Yeah. Um. Remember, oh, this is. Oh, sorry. I skipped one. This is four. Don't think that it is an obligation to date somebody in college, which is what we thought. It's perfectly okay to stay single until the time you meet someone you think deserves your love and affection. Child, I was not on that. I was like, look, I'm in college. We're supposed to fall in love and get married. So that's what that's what we need to be doing at some point. That's what I think I thought that was going to like fall in my lap, though. Like, I didn't go there like, I need to meet my husband today. I had a ball in college, and I was very single. Especially once I was off the guy. So, but. No, it was just my expectation. It wasn't that I yeah, was yeah. going out trying to find a husband. Because I just said, that's not what I was doing. But right. I was like, this is where this will happen. So at some point, right. there will be a husband. some point, there's going to be a right. husband that's going to pop up. Right. Yeah. I was trying to force myself to like them more. Two more house guys that I tried to force myself to like, because I think that they're both going to make great husbands one day. And they were great men. I was like, Candace, one of these people is your husband. You just being stupid and ugly. (laughs) But I was just not with it. I was like, I don't want. And I think part of it is I think they had the same mindset, too. Like, you're supposed to meet your wife in college. So they kept trying to make me into a wife at a stage in my life that I was not trying to have that Mm -hmm. at all. I was like, we are not even in a relationship. Okay, like, we're I'm seeing not each other. Worried about like I that. don't like one of. I remember he wanted me to come to his dorm so he could serenade me on the piano. I was like, boy, I'm not going to this party. <laughs> I'm not coming over there. He was trying to really create <laughs> moments. That is precious. He was, and it was. I but was you were not, not feeling it because I feel like if you really no. liked him, you would have gone. I would have thought it was really sweet, yeah. but it was irritating more than anything. And I, <laughs> but I felt like that's what I'm saying. Like now, I'm like I look back and I'm like, wow, I was really just being difficult. But I really just was not in that place. And I think for me, it was so frustrating because I felt like he kept trying to force me to be like marriage minded. And I'm like, dude, I'm twenty. 20. <laughs> I might have been like nineteen, twenty years old, and like you're trying to like coach me into. Like he hey, you don't know either. So like, like right? You know? Well, he was he was older. He was like a year older th- than me or two. Years. So you're 20 and he's what 22. He don't know nothing right. about being married either. But he like I know, and that was the thing because he's like like if if I went and partied like and he wants to like take me to breakfast and I'm like I'm not over. <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> He wants to like, he's like, but you should still get dressed. And I'll go and I'm like at the With table. Like, on. <laughs> right. I'm like dying. Like, bro, I really want to go back to my dorm right now. Like, I don't want to be here. And he's like trying to talk to me about making like better life decisions. Ew. Gonna, like accept me either way. And he'll always take care of me. I'm like, but I don't want that. Like, 
Go to the go party get me, with me. Or girl. go, you, I just told you I'm hungover. Like, laugh it off and go get me some Advil and bring me food to my dorm. Like, why are you being such a jerk? Ew. Why am I sitting in a restaurant? In like Getting lectured like but... he's somebody's daddy. <laughs> no thanks. I'm telling you, like, he, and he still, he still thinks, um, I don't know. He's a good guy. He's just not my guy. And I felt like he wasn't gr- grasping that in college because he was trying to make something work with somebody he thought had potential to be a good wife. So Which you do, but not his. Men, men leave. Right. So men, I do believe that men go with the same thought process we have. Especially if they're Southern, that they're going to find their wife. Yeah. Because a lot of them, their dads literally found their moms. Yeah. So. Um, five, remember that relationships are supposed to make you happy. So if yours isn't, it will be good to let go of it. Another thing boom, that we bam, don't boom. grasp in college when we're expecting to meet our husband we think we got to stick it out. You just got to stick everything yep. out. And I did. I watched a lot of couples in college, like, stick a lot of things out. And some of them are married now. Some of them are not. But I knew that that was not the life for me. And I told my boyfriend early, if that's what you plan on doing. Um, it was some college relationships. I was like, this is trash. <laughs> yep. You need to Some people made it, separate. but some people didn't. And I, you know, I'm not, that's no fault. I mean, I don't think it's horrible that they made it through whatever that they made it through. That's, that was a decision that they made. You know, they made right. the decision together to work through all of that stuff. I made the decision on my own. I will not be participating in those kinds of activities because I just Damn. don't have that. I don't, that's not for me. So, man, I, I literally told him very early on, like, you asked me to be your girlfriend and I'm telling you now, this will not be our story. And he didn't Mm-mm. hear me, clearly. Um, <laughs> number seven, be oh, beware of the on and off thing. It's very tricky and results in a lot of gossip. Yeah, sure. That's we know about true. that. Eight, yep. if at all the relationship fails, don't break down to the extent that it becomes difficult to pick yourself up. It is part of the, it's all part of the learning and breakups just, what? Breakups just means that you learned something about romantic commitment which you did not know before okay so basically if you break up and it's a really bad thing you're in college you you came there to do a thing you can't let the breakup hinder you from everything else that you had going on you know what i'm saying like you can't have so much of a breakdown that you stop going to class and which i know your entire future is ruined yeah me too um and number nine, take risks because how bad can it possibly get? The guy you have had your eyes on for months, ask him out because for all you know, he might also be interested in you. If he is not, no nope. hard luck, but at least you will live in the knowledge of having tried as much as you could. A lot of people miss out on good, meaningful relationships because they are too afraid to speak up. Don't be one of them. It me. I'm one. <laughs> I'm those people. Uh, I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with shooting a shot at men but <laughs> what you know whatever if you feel the need to do it go for it and whatever the rejection is or isn't yeah sure you learned a lesson it's cute make the shot worth it bro i shot my shot at michael b jordan ma'am just saying make it worth it the Shoot final the article that i'm big <laughs> is this article on odyssey that is called why college heartbreak is absolutely the worst um Heartbreak messes... Okay, wait. I'm not reading this whole thing. But apparently this author is a woman, <laughs> Adeline Rivero. 
um, in Bowling Green State University. Wait a minute, Bowling Green is in Kentucky. I never knew there was a Bowling Green State. Anyway, um, oh yeah, wait. Oh, I. So there's a school called Bowling Green in Bowling Green, Kentucky. I don't know. I do know about Bowling Green, Kentucky. I don't know. I just was saying there's a Bowling Green in Kentucky. Right. So okay. if there's a Bowling Green State and it is in Kentucky, I did not know that it existed. But if there's a Bowling Green State elsewhere, I also did not know that it existed, and I didn't know there was a Bowling Green anywhere else besides Kentucky. <laughs> so this girl Adeline apparently had some heartbreak, and she says. Um, heartbreak messes with my head in a way that makes me look, makes left look right and right look left. In that moment, I don't care. I want everything to be the way it was instead of embarking on the long process of moving on. That seems shorter than letting that person go. In this moment, I think illogically like a romantic comedy. I can't let go of all the pictures and the screenshots and text messages. Bridget Jones has given me no advice to deal with something like this. It's a movie if you didn't know. (laughs) everything reminds me of that person and in that moment i want to stay there so i can live in a in happy memories for a while it's a lullaby that puts me to sleep at the end of the night and i can live there for hours before you wake up the next day after everyone that comes and goes i tell myself that i will protect my heart more be careful the next time when that person comes around it never seems to work out like that i open up i let them in and they seem to wreck it all before leaving again um, heartbreak is one of my least favorite things out of life, not just from romance, but from being let down and pushed around by people as well. It's from realizing that people are selfish. I wish I could say I'll be careful next time, but I really don't want to lie. So I read this because when I first read it, I was like, this girl that offered therapy. no tips for nothing. Right. But I had to read it because this is literally how heartbreak feels in high- <laughs> college. You really are so dramatic in college. Like, I just... I'm so let down. Everybody is letting me down. I hate everybody. I just want to read all the text messages <laughs> and pictures so I can sleep at night. Like, that's what it feels like to have a college romance end. It's so dramatic. It is so, like, mellow. Like, you can't... It's a meltdown. It's yeah, a full you have meltdown. a full-on meltdown. You can't think of anything but that, especially if you are still on campus with the person when you break up with them. Because you got to see them everywhere. And if they're like a notable person on campus, they're, you know, everybody thinks they're the coolest and they broke your heart. So now you like in your room crying about seeing them win a pageant and you cussing and stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just is a lot. Don't vote for him. Right. Like, I hate him. And now he's class president. And I have to go to the God. meetings because I'm the secretary. Like, it's just right. too much. <laughs> so that was dramatic. And I just needed to read it because it was. Sorry, Adeline. I don't mean to laugh at your pain, but. Anyway, um, oh, shoot. Okay, there was one more. There was one that says, um, do not stop looking for romance in college. Um, And it says, our millennial predecessors have pushed the marriage finish line further back with an unprecedented amount saying no to traditional marriage. Yet the pressure to find the one while in college still looms over students' heads, creating an unnecessary Mm -hmm. and unrealistic expectation. The average marrying age has increased since 1990 from 23 to 27 years old for women and from 26 to 29 years old for men. With this, studies show that there has also been a decline in divorce rates, a statistic that is mostly explained by prolonged singleness. In fact, experts believe that establishing a life on your own ultimately leads to happier and more fulfilling marriages as partners value independence and their significant others more than ever. I will also venture to say that also comes with 
um, the fear that this economy has struck up in a lot of us that we won't have the kinds of futures and families that our moms and grandmoms had like we won't mm-hmm. have the graduate and get a job right out of college so that you can provide for a family type of story anyway so you are pushed more to think more about your individual future than a future with somebody else I think right. these days um which I don't think it's a bad idea. And even if you are, I mean, you do find somebody to love in college waiting longer to get married because my parents got married like fresh out of college. I don't think it's a bad thing to not get married in college, to not get married right out of college, like all of that kind of stuff. Like do what you got to do to feel good about getting married, to feel good about doing life, whatever. Um, So this article basically makes a case about stop, um, basically to stop emphasizing finding the one in college when you have far more important things to worry about. I say if it happens, it happens and go with it, but Mm -hmm. don't stress about not finding somebody in college because literally there's an entire life after college where you can find somebody. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that is all for the digging the scene segment that I did not introduce to begin with. Um, (laughs) So that's that. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Okay, so we are going into the Rescue Me segment. The Rescue Me segment is a segment where we allow our listeners to write in or send in a video of them recording themselves, telling us a story about their dating experiences. This week, you guys not do that because y'all stubborn, so we're going to take an online letter that <laughs> um, looks like it's going to be pretty cute. So, this is a college romance story between um, Christina and Joel. From the U of A. I'm not going to say which U of A because I don't, I mean, clearly they didn't give me this letter. Anyways, I met my boyfriend, Joel, outside of Washington. Well, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I didn't. Okay, outside of Washington, D.C., where I relocated after graduating from the U of A. When we first started dating, we exchanged stories about ourselves to break the ice. I told him that I had been... (laughs) <laughs> she's a mascot that I'd been Wilma the Wil- the wildcat our mascot my junior and senior years and that I was married to the other mascot Wilbur he could tell that I really enjoyed my time as a mascot oh, she's a little nerd that's a cute my time as a mascot and he knew that it was a special part of my experience at the U of A fast forward two years later when Joel and I flew to Tuscan to spend Christmas with my family on Christmas Eve, the family decided to head to the campus and do a walking tour and take family pictures over by Old Main. When we arrived at Old Main, Joel asked me to wait there Excuse me. while he ran over to the student union. 20 minutes later, we see Wilbur and a couple of cheerleaders walking towards us. Remember, y'all, Wilbur is the husband of Wilma or whoever the mascot was. Um... I be- I began chatting with the cheerleaders when one of them said, Wilbur has something to ask you. I turned around and there was Wilbur down on one knee. Then he took off the mask. It was my boyfriend, Joel. It was definitely the most memorable day oh. of my life. And I was so happy to have my wildcat roots play a major part in it. Oh, it is so precious. Oh my God. Oh, so cool. <laughs> but I'll take it. It's not what I thought it was going to be. But whatever. That's okay, y'all. Sweet. So that's cute. 
we was talking about like engagements and stuff like that I think on the last show so that's something creative you know she really did like the fact that she was a mascot and he he kind of took to that I think that's cute I've I've been part of like a flash dance like a pop-up flash dance for an engagement before so stuff like that. Oh, that's precious. I know it was so fun. I I forgot how to do the little dance halfway through it, so I'm ma'am, really glad. Ma'am, you ruined the entire engagement. <laughs> I stayed in the back, so I wouldn't. <laughs> she was gonna say no just because she seen you flailing around. She's in the like, back. okay, whoever the lady is, she ruined it. I knew that there's no way that this wasn't like it was a sign from God event. that we should not be together. <laughs> It was a good time. I didn't know them people. Listen, a dance class. My friend was a part of a dance class, and their dance class was a part of the flash dance, and she invited me to go. I had to learn that dance in five minutes. Oh, like, my gosh. Candace. I'm about to get over here and dozy do to y'all. You are not invited <laughs> to my um, proposal, whatever it is, because I don't need you messing it up. <laughs> whatever. Anyways, if y'all have cute stories like that, longer stories, funny stories, sad stories, stories that you want advice on, email us at save the day at SOS. Oh, that's not it. Save the day at SOS <laughs> Or you can send us a video, actually, a recording, because if you send us a video, we're literally going to just watch it and tell everybody that. <laughs> send us a re- <laughs> you can send us a recording. We can put it on our Instagram. Button. We could put it on our Instagram. If you want to be featured on Instagram, send us a video. We'll shout you out from there. Um, but if you want to have it on the show, then you can send us a, a voice recording. You can either record yourself on your phone and email that to us or send it to us via text if you have our numbers. Or you could also go onto the Anchor app and you can record yourself there. You would click on the voice messages, send us a voice recording. That one is super awesome because we're able to take the video. I mean, we're able to take, God, I want us to have video so bad. <laughs> we're able to take the recording and we can play it and then we can also place it right into the show and you guys are super entertaining, so we'd love to hear the stories from your perspective. And that is it for the Rescue Me segment. Alrighty. Moving on to Trend Watch. This is something that, um, honestly, we could have did a whole show on this. Um, <laughs> oh, what is you know what? Word? Never mind. I am, I'm going to save that one because we can do a save whole show it. on that. So I'm going yes. to choose another one. There's another one. Um, okay. It is called... I imagine you have like this bowl with like topics, like just not a bowl, pulling the hat. But there's a document. <laughs> <laughs> so here's one. Okay, I'm gonna do two because I feel like these go hand in hand to me. Okay, and I'm guilty of both. So these are um, uh, dating trends that have to deal with communication with somebody you're dating. The first one, first one is called cricketing, like crickets cricketing in the plural I mean the uh, verb form and this means you deliberately leave a text message on read like with the notification that says you read it for longer than <laughs> is necessary um people be doing this for like days at a time uh so there's that and then the why <sighs> because it makes people panic a little bit like if you feel like they are taking your presence for granted or something like that um it's okay let me just flat out say it is very manipulative to do this but (laughs) if you feel like somebody's taking your presence for granted they text you you read it and you just leave it there and let them be like oh my god why are they not talking to me oh my you know whatever um or 
you sometimes it's not intentional you do it because you got caught up doing something else but this other person is still sometimes wondering what happened what's wrong why are they not replying to me why would they read it did I say something wrong did I you know did I say something right. yesterday and now they don't want to hear from me whatever the case may be um that makes me freak out yeah well I don't even have don't my like red receipts on right now um, I only put my red receipts on if I'm mad at somebody that's why I was like why see manipulative no, I thought you meaning like somebody who's like trying to have like a dating situation with somebody. That's why I was like, why would they do that? Like, because if you're doing that just to make somebody chase you, that's kind of like, yeah, that's exactly what it's for. Um, okay. <laughs> and then the second one is ghost busting. So we've heard of ghosting where you kind of yes. just leave somebody in the wind. Ghost busting <laughs> is when a person continues to contact someone who is ignoring them. <laughs> I've done this before because you got me messed up. Well, we I, I literally just told you about somebody who did that to me. Yeah, I've had that done to me too. Um, have you seen the show while we're on the topic of ghosting? Have you seen the okay. show Ghosted on MTV? No! Girl! Uh, I need to watch it now because I had to stop watching before the 90 days. That was stressing me out. So, <laughs> I looked at it. Ghosting <laughs> A ghosted is a show about people who get ghosted by like their friends or a significant other, and they don't know why, and they're trying to figure. Do out they why. go find them? Yeah, like, yeah, like they is? they go track these people down and oh, make them no. explain why they ghosted them. First <laughs> of all, sick. you come and to my door wondering why I don't speak to you no more. I'm calling the with cops. a camera crew. I'm calling five zero. Period. You're going to jail for harassment. I don't care. Second of all, st- I want this is a public service announcement from me to you. Stop feeling entitled to explanations from people. I will also say this sometimes it would be nice to know why someone completely, I don't think ghosting is a great thing to do at all. I think it's messed up that if you don't want to date someone anymore, you can't just say, hey, this isn't going to work out. I don't want to date you anymore. It's simple. But I know people don't do that because they're afraid of your reaction or whatever the case may be. But when somebody does that, that is your closure. Do not go tracking nobody down so they can explain (laughs) to you why they don't want to talk to you anymore. Newsflash, they still do not want to talk to you. They don't want to tell you why. And you're racking your brain trying to figure out what it is you did. It doesn't matter. It's done. It's over. Move Mm -hmm. on. You don't need somebody to tell you what's wrong in order for you to feel better. Like, stop it. Feel better about Give them their space. Right. And and if it's not space that they need, and maybe they're just a terrible person who does this to people all the time, which was the case on one of the episodes. And it was embarrassing. Like, I feel like the girl wanted to have this big moment where she confronted the guy that goes to her and she was able to make him feel small and do all these clapbacks. Because I feel like she was mm-hmm. saying a bunch of things that were supposed to be like sound bites. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so but it just made her she look... Practicing yeah, it. it was like she had rehearsed this moment so many times. And I'm sure that it was supposed to make her look like, yes, girl, you are so empowered. Tell him about himself. But to me, I was watching it like this is pathetic. Not her. Like I don't I don't think that she is a pathetic person. I think the interaction was pathetic because yeah. what he was doing was literally sitting there laughing in her face. Like he was just sitting there like this is stupid. I I ghosted you because it was convenient. I didn't want to talk to you no more. Literally. Wow. That's all. 
And that's so hurtful. And she's sitting there like, are you kidding me? Because the least you could like trying to lecture him, he doesn't care. He does right. not care. Like, girl, get, get, go away and go cry. Yeah, and he did not deserve any of that energy. You spent all that time rehearsing what you was going to say. She sat there and cried all in front of him, and he literally was, <laughs> he was unmoved, did not care about nothing she had to say. And so it just is another slap in her face. But afterwards, she was like, I well, at least I know now. And I'm like, you don't know anything but what you already knew was that he didn't right. want to talk to you. And he sat in front of you and said, I do not want to talk to you. And you sat in front of him and said, you could have just said that. And he said, here I am now saying that. Saying, I don't want to talk, to, wanna you. talk to you. And you still lecture him. And it just, I just was like, this is really embarrassing. Oh, I felt a lot of secondhand embarrassment from that encounter. Right. Like, and then it happened on TV. Girl. Jeez. Like she, and the, and the whole leading up to it, she was just like, I really liked him. And, and I feel like y'all got to stop trying to embarrass people that don't care about y'all. Oh my God. Please. <laughs> that is a word. That is a oh. word. My God. You when I foolish. don't care, you will never be able to embarrass me. That, Ever. that young man that wrote on my wall had, that I was broke and that I didn't <laughs> want to hang out with him. Nothing about that was embarrassing to me because you are so pressed that you got on my Facebook to write that. I'm such my- a young, broke woman <laughs> that you're so upset that I won't hang out with you. Do you hear yourself? Like, I'm not embarrassed. You look ridiculous. One of my best friends, she sent me this screenshot. This is from nine years ago. This guy wrote on her page at the time and said, it's crazy to me how some females want an N-word to chase them, but be but messing with me, they need to understand that is a lot of that. I guess he's trying to say it's, but he said that it's a lot of fish in the sea and I have no reason to chase just one. I try for as long as I can and then it's time to move around real sh- why did you feel the need to write that on her wall? Like, you talking about there's more fish Pressed. in the sea. Don't chase nobody. There's so many fish that you're worried about this fish. That you had to publicly say it. Like, it's too much, Stop guys. trying to Stop. embarrass people. Please. Like, they don't care. Please. If the fact that you had to reach that far meant that at some point they showed you they did not care about you. Move. Yes. And then, and then there are some cases on the show where somebody ghosted because they had an insecurity and then they end up bringing them back together and things work out. <sighs> to me, that's not your responsibility to do. Nope. That is their responsibility to do. To do. To, uh, maybe if it's a friendship, I would care. But a dating situation? Child, please. Like, <laughs> I'm not about to be nowhere. If a man will ghost me, I'm not going to write a letter to a TV show. A year later, mind you, this is a year after this man goes to her. She wrote them a letter. They come to her house. She talks about all the great times they had. Awesome. That's beautiful. She's crying. She doesn't know what happened. She just wants to know, like, what happened? Why would he ghost her? And I'm like, why do you want to know that? And what do you think he's going to say? Like, what, what are you expecting him to be like? oh, there was a time where you said something that really offended me. What are you going to do with the information when he tells you why? Nothing. Like, there's nothing to do with because I didn't want to talk to you. Like, what do you... Girl, you already knew that. You could have been healed a year ago. You could have been started... You could have started your process of healing and moved on. And the other thing about this man... I'm sorry, this episode had me very passionate because I was so mad. That girl girl (laughs) was so beautiful... And she just seemed like such a great person. 
I hated that I felt embarrassed for her. Like I, I hated so much that I was looking at this pathetic encounter and it was on her. Like I just hated it because he was not even cute. And <laughs> well, he wasn't cute to me. Obviously she thought he was cute, but they ended up running into a whole nother girl who he did this to. And then another girl that he also oh, did the same. So no. this is his MO. He dates women. He likes them. Then he finds somebody else that he's interested in. And he goes to the last girl to date the next girl. That's just who this man is. I don't know why she didn't stop there. When she found, when she ran into the guy from He Got Game. Girl, when she ran into two other women that he had done this to, that should have been your, oh, so he does this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so he does this. So I don't, that's my answer right there. This is Right. So it's not me. Right. It's not anything to say personal. He's a jerk. Yeah. Let's move on. But again, she planned out this whole, I need to tell him about himself thing. And it just ended up making her look. Because at the end of it all, he was just like, are we done? Because I'm ready to go. And he called himself for Uber and left. Uh, for one, I de- even if I felt some type of way, I still would have responded exactly like he responded because you have these cameras in my face. Thank you. Like, out your mind. Like, please. I'm going to play you. I'm going to act like I don't care. Because, because you I don't. have lost your like, mind. I don't. I don't care. And you did all of this. And yeah, like I'm not... I don't owe nobody no explanation for nothing. So if anybody ever tracks me down to explain to them why I don't want to be with them, I'm going to look at you like you have six heads and I'm going to shut the door in your face. Like, <laughs> I don't have to tell you why I don't want to be with you. Somebody else asked yeah, the question, um, would you go back and ask your ex um, what you could improve on? Absolutely not. One, because no. Two, because... <laughs> Who is my ex to tell me? Well, I don't know. I guess because I don't have a friendly relationship with any of a friendly enough relationship with any ex that I feel like I spent enough time in a relationship with that they could tell me what I need to improve on. Also, I'm an adult. I can go through the process of thinking about my relationship. I can take responsibility for those things. I can go to therapy. I can recount stories and talk to people who actually care about me about what I would what I maybe need to improve I can do that I don't need somebody who cheated on me to tell me what I need to improve on right no maybe again maybe if I had a cordial relationship with an ex that I felt like deserved to even still be speaking to me I might be like, so in our relationship, would you say that I could do a little bit I of this would, better? I don't even know if I would want to backpedal into that, though. Like, I, I really Again, don't. me neither. Like, <laughs> I feel like I would need to humble myself so much to <laughs> fake like I give a damn about what you got to say about what I did wrong in our relationship. We not together no more. I don't care. And then again, I figure I'm it wrong. out. Like, right. I can just think to myself, maybe I shouldn't have reacted that way to that time when he told me he was with so-and-so and it wasn't that big of a deal like i know like i know i'm crazy trust me when i say there's things i've done i'd be like wow you really went and i will do the work i will do the work i feel like (laughs) going back to asking especially an ex who's in another happy relationship asking them what you can do to improve yourself literally asking them to open up their wound for them you literally want them to be in the space of reminiscing over your relationship and that's not cool and it ain't their responsibility to do that I, if, nope. if one of my exes comes to me and tells asks me what he needs to do better, I'm going to say, I don't know. Ask your girlfriend or whoever. Ask your friends, I'm gonna your be like, therapist. You should have asked me this when mama. we were in the relationship. Thank you. I hate that. Uh, man, I wish we would have worked out and we would have did blah, 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 blah. Like, mm. I told you, I've asked that one time and I learned my lesson. Like, I asked that 
because I was actually cool with well, I am cool with him. But I remember like he had like did this whole spiel about like how I'm this great person and blah 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 blah. And I did ask, I said, so if you knew now would you knew what you knew back then, would things have been different? And or no, I said, Would you have treated me differently? And he was like, You've never not been a good person. Like who I was was because of who I was, not because of who you are. There you go. And I feel like that's what it is at the end of the day with anybody. If you ask them that, like you weren't just this terrible person that made them act in the relationship the way they acted. Or so or I can do that self reflection on my own. I don't need to ask my ex her feedback on how to be a better partner. Or just be a better partner. Maybe you weren't a bad person, but like maybe they didn't make you a bad person, but maybe the things because I I feel like this is what it is for me. I don't have two exes that have had the same experience with me. Right. The the there is an ex who I know would say a hundred percent completely different things than another ex that would say anything about me. And I don't believe that this other ex would have many negative things to say about me. He might say that I need to be less argumentative or something like that. Like, you know, just little stuff like that. But this other ex Mm -hmm. would say I was crazy and violent because that's who I was with him. I wasn't like that with this person. So that person, I know that. I know that I was crazy and violent with this person. And I know why I was that way because that person was crazy and violent with me. So (laughs) I'm not asking him what I can change in the next relationship because literally I would never, ever behave that way in another relationship. Unless the person is crazy and violent also. And then maybe. But probably not because that was sick and I felt I didn't feel good about that. So I'm not even looking for that anymore. And you know why I know that? Because I'm grown and I did the work to figure it out on my own. I didn't have to ask him that. And then the other ex, I don't need to ask him anything. He's married. He doesn't have any responsibility to me to make me a better person, to make me a better partner for the next person. That is my responsibility. I'm not asking him Mm -hmm. nothing. Thank you. And that doesn't have anything to do with college romance or... But it wraps up our TED Talk. <laughs> exactly. That wraps up Trend Watch. Um, and let's move on to Lesson Learned. All right. Um, so I think my lesson learned is um, everything isn't going to always go as you planned it. So sometimes you should just like sit back and enjoy the ride on whatever that's going to be. Um, you're not always going to meet people when you think you're going to meet them or get married when you think you're going to get married. Clearly, we said at the beginning of the show, we both thought we would have children by now. <laughs> I think it's just like, really just like, I don't know. Like there's a beauty in just trusting God in whatever plans he has for your life. Like there's a lot less stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and I feel like when you learn how to for real just be grateful over your current circumstances, it makes like stuff that you did always want to happen when it does come true, it makes it that much better. Yeah. Because you're not constantly reminding yourself that you don't have it. It's just like when you finally get it, you're just like, wow, that's amazing. Or if you don't, you're like, well, thank God that I had everything else because this is great too. So that would be mine. Um, this is for the college students and aspiring college students. I said this a little bit before, but I'm going to reiterate it. I said it earlier in the episode, but I'm going to reiterate it. Never, ever, ever let your entire, like your entire identity shall never be wrapped up in your relationship. And I say that because Mm -hmm. again, college is the time 
where you are finding out so many things about yourself, you're like morphing into an entire adult. Like you're going to be an entirely new person from who you were in high school. That's what that time is for. It's for you to learn things, for you to learn things about yourself, for you to learn things about other people. And you're going to keep doing that throughout your life in these different stages and stuff too. But I feel like you're so impressionable in college and you're having such a great time and these memories and the atmosphere will make you feel like you need to hold on to everything the way it is. And so mm-hmm. when you fall in love in college, you think this is how my life has to be forever. So I need to plan everything around this moment, this moment with this person and not necessarily the exact like a moment, but the moment of the romance between you two, you feel like you have to plan everything around that. I can't do this after college because he's not doing this after college. And then if, if we if I do this and he doesn't, then we'll have to be separated. Or, you know, if he doesn't finish on school on time, I'm going to have to stay in school, stay in the city for an extra <laughs> year. Or if she has a baby right or, if, you know, if she doesn't want to get married right now, then I have to wait for her to do this and then the other. Or if she has a baby right now, then I'm going to have to change all. Now, having a baby, then y'all going to have to make some changes or whatever. Yeah, gotta do what but gotta do. it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to capture this one thing in your life and make it fit every other thing that every other aspiration Every other, because you came to college with aspirations and those may change. Right. You came to college with beliefs and ideas, those may change. Or they, or the college may make you double down on a lot of the stuff that you came in with. Like, I knew I was right about that, or I know that I was gonna, this is the person that I wanted to be, and I might have gotten knocked off track a little bit, or whatever the case might be. And sometimes being in a relationship will, will, give you a chance to lose sight of that because you're so focused on being in love with this person and, and building a partnership and feeling like they have to go into the next stage of your life in this one way. We have to do it this way or it won't work. Just like Candace said, trust God. If this is the person that you are in love with and that you are, you just know you're supposed to be together, know that the other things that you feel like you are destined to do have to work out too. They have to. These are if this is your destiny, if this person is your destiny, they have all of it has to work together. So the two of you need to find common ground on what your dreams are, what your aspirations are, what your goals are, and start there instead of saying, okay, now you're my dream, you're my goal. Whatever you got to do, we got to do it together. I'm gonna have to give that up because I had that goal, but now I don't want it because that would mean that I would have to do this. It doesn't always mean that. Just go with the flow. Try to graduate first. That's what you need to do first and foremost. Yes, please graduate. Work towards your graduation. Way too long. Work towards your graduation. And then when graduation starts getting close, start having that conversation with the person. What would you like to do after college? Okay, well, this is what I was thinking. See where y'all fit into the, each other's goals and dreams and see if there's a compromise you can come to or a new goal and dream you guys can build together. But don't wrap your your entire existence of, up in this relationship because if the relationship is all you have, at some point you're going to be very afraid that that's all you have because you're going to want more. And, you know, like wanting more and only having something that is not going well at, at a point, that's not going to be good for either of y'all. So mm-hmm. focus on your focus. 
and let the relationship be an asset to that, like a partnership that can help you toward your focus and you can help them toward their focus and all that other kind of stuff. But don't be trying to switch up everything just because you in love. Right. And that's my lesson learned. out here looking crazy and raggedy. Yes. And I think that's what I did not. I think I did that. I stuck to my guns. And at the end of the day, it didn't work out because it wasn't supposed to work out. Now, imagine had I not stuck to my guns, I just would have been stuck in a situation that wasn't supposed to Somewhere work out. Miserable. Yeah. Right. And um, that wouldn't have been good for me because I am a dramatic person when it comes to stuff not going my way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you save yourself some time and heartache if you're not like completely Press. derailing yourself. To be in love with somebody and following them around the world or whatever it is they got to do. Um, if that ain't what also is your dream. But that's it. Um, that is going to wrap up this episode of the Save the Date podcast. And of course, uh, as always, leave us comments and let us know what you thought about it. This is a bi-weekly podcast, so you can catch us here again, not next week, but next, next week. And as Candace said before, to have your stories, questions, um, advice, whatever, um, on the show, email it to us at savethedatesos at gmail.com or you can send us a voice note in the Anchor app. If you click on our Instagram, that link that's in our bio, you, it'll take you right to where you can leave us a voice message. Um, yeah. Um, follow us on that's Instagram it. at Save the Date Show. All righty. Well, y'all, y'all have a nice night now. <laughs> Or a nice morning. <laughs> Y'all should be listening to this in the morning. <laughs> but just in case. Have a great time, guys. We love you. <laughs> love ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye.